0: Hello and welcome to episode number 199 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown. I am joined by Steven Andrus and I could not be more excited. You can see I have my quarter zip on. You can see Steven has his tchotchke hat on over there. You know what this means. It is golf podcast time, fellas. It is golf season kicking off. First full field event going on over there. In Hawaii, Stephen, I am super, super excited. Listen, we had a really, really good golf year last year. Probably not, if we're just being honest, probably not duplicatable. I mean, like that was uh, and the most um, insane, absurd golf season that, that one could ever have. That being said, I think we figured out a lot of stuff. I think that we're on to a lot of good stuff here as well. Um, we got some great new guys that are going to be contributing at the various sites and even here on the on YouTube and on the podcast as well. So maybe we can keep this going, man. I thought maybe that was a once in a lifetime golf season last year. But hey, I'm going to try like hell to top it. I thought so,
1: too, man. I Nothing gets me more excited than having a Sunday sweat for a golf outright. Last year, I was fortunate enough to hit as as long as 130 to 1 in the 3M Open on Cam Champ. And then, you know, what do you know? First week, last week in the uh, in the Tournament of Champions and I hit Cam Smith 22 to 1. So it's been a great start to the year. We have a new freelancer, John Hasselbauer, joining Tyler Duke in our golf coverage at thelines.com. They go so in-depth each week week on these tournaments i love it if you're a golf better it is the best spot for you to go
0: so let's talk the sony open here course breakdown and key stats so these are going to be the the overall thoughts of the course and then just what steven and i kind of weighed in our models as we were building things out how we were whittling this field down to the golfers that we want to get on our betting card it's at wiley a country club again um there this is the air quote Hawaii swing there they'll be out of there after after this one it's a short course just just over 7,000 yards it's a par 70 so you're going to get four par three uh, you're going to get four par threes you're going to get 12 par fours and you're only going to get two par fives in this one it is Bermuda greens if you want to go in and start to kind of compare statistics on Bermuda greens if you think there is an advantage to people who putt well On Bermuda. It's a Seth Rayner course. There was a couple other guys that had some involvement, but pretty much a Seth Rayner course. If you want to compare courses like that, what we're looking at from a cut line standpoint, we're usually in that a couple under par ish range. So that's kind of the the type of golfer you're looking for that can at least get you a couple under par after the first two rounds and hang around for the weekend so that anything can happen for you there. And if you're looking for some comp courses, Harbor town tends to be the one that everybody really flocks to uh, Sedgefield seems to be another course that everybody flocks to as far as comparable courses. Sea Island is another one that I've seen that people are looking at as far as kind of comp courses and things like that. And so um, Steven, you know, typically this would be where we would talk about, Hey, look, the winds can get really terrible here. The wind, the, the rain can get really terrible here, but the forecast as of Wednesday morning, when we are recording this calls for pretty mild winds and doesn't call for a lot of rain. So it doesn't look like that that factor of this course is going to uh, come into play this week.
1: Looks like beautiful Hawaii weather for this tournament. The one thing I would say is I would caution people trying to ride a hot player from last week into this week's course because Kapalua and Wai Lai are very different. Kapalua is long and wide open and rolling hills and you can bomb away and it it favors long hitters whereas this week's course much shorter. Driving accuracy matters this week. Short game and putting matters this week. So other than the greens both being Bermuda, there's not much similarities. And the one thing that stood out to John Hasselbauer in his tournament preview on the lines.com is how there are a lot of par fours in that 400 to 450, but there's also six par fours in the 450 to 500 range. So that was a key stat for me this week.
0: Experience does seem to matter here at this course as well. Russell Henley is the lone debutante to win this thing in the last 16 years. So it seems like guys that have played this before tend to do better here. If you do go back and you're just trying to look at, at, at comps from, I mean, you're trying to look at some stats like tw- the 2020 edition of this tournament. I wouldn't I'm not saying throw out. What I am going to say is that thing was a complete mess. There was a just torrential rainfall. The they the whole tournament was a lift clean in place tournament there. It was tons and tons and tons of wind and stuff like that. So just as you're doing your statistics, if you if you find something in 2020 and you're like, oh, OK, well, well, this seems really interesting. I'm not saying throw it out. I'm just saying take it with a grain of salt. 2020 edition was a complete mess. That being said, this year for this one, there has been 20 inches of rain on this course since the middle of December. But as we mentioned, does not look like there's going to be rain this week. But, Stephen, I I am at least expecting just from that massive amount of rain, the temperatures are fairly mild. It's not like they are getting super, super hot over there to dry this thing out. Like, I, I do at least think that the conditions will be soft and softer than, you know, just typical based off of just the massive amount of rain that this course has gotten over the last month and a week or so. Softer than usual, I would anticipate. I think
1: it won't matter off the tee because it's already one of the shorter courses on tour, but certainly with hitting these greens, they should be easier. So maybe we see a a little bit lower uh, final score for the winner. Maybe we see something in the low 20s this week where we haven't seen that in some years in the past. Um, according to data golf, Wiley is second only to Augusta in terms of predicted, predictive course history. So Like you said, it is a good week to look at some past results to see who also has played here. But with that caveat of 2020 just being a weird year and and having to catch the right end of of the break, Mm -hmm. whether you played in the morning wave or the afternoon wave a year ago. So uh, I would toss that. But overall, you are right. It, It is a course that course history does at
0: least tell us a little bit more than a lot of these tournaments. So some key stats that I looked at, I'm interested to see what you kind of looked at and plugged in. I went strokes gained approach, I went pretty heavy on that, 27% of the model weighted into that. Fairways gained for me, also very heavy, 27% of the model weighted into that one as well. Now, I never really do this, but I did this for this course strictly based off of what um <coughs> excuse me. Um what we talked about with the conditions and the way that this course plays. So I did fairways gains, I, fairways gain. I also did good drives, which I I really don't ever put the two in the same model. But I wanted to see the who is going to be out there hitting these fairways, who is not going to be playing from again. I think it'll be wetter, softer, whatever. I don't think you want to be in the rough I think you I don't think you want to be off of these fairways I think you just want to have a clean shot in that's how you're going to be able to score in this one so I did good drives as well proximity 150 to 175 a lot of the approaches are going to be a little bit less than that 150 and maybe a little bit more than the 175 with a lot kind of falling in that range so I just kind of I took the middle I split the difference there and went 150 to 175 on the approach I did put in, which I rarely ever do, and we'll talk about this over the course of the golf season, Stephen, when it comes to uh, stats that we like. I did put in putting this week. Um, I don't ever really ever ever do that. I'm a guy that is is super big on, hey, a putter can run hot, a putter can run cold. But if you look at this tournament in particular, everybody that wins this tournament is in the top 10 in putting. I mean, like outside yeah. of Kevin Na, he was 23rd in the field. Everybody's top ten in putting, and so it's just something about this particular course and tournament and the way this thing plays out. People just putt well if they're going to do well here. And then, uh, as you mentioned on those par fours, I went ahead and, and shaded to the, the a little bit the longer ones, so I I, I weighted in how play how players have done on par fours four fifty to five hundred. So uh, those are the stats that I haven't had in the model this week. Curious to see what our overlap was and and where you went different from me.
1: We're always going to overlap, I think, on strokes gained approach. That is the one stat I have in my model every single week. It's the most important stat to me. Doesn't matter if it's a short course. Uh, We have some overlap here. I also have fairways gained in my model. Mm. Like you, I rarely put putting in my model, but I did this week. I only gave it 3%
0: though. So I'm curious how much you gave it in a week where you typically don't use it. I gave it eight percent, which is okay. more than more than again. I one, I hardly ever use it. Um, two, I gave it more than I normally do, and it, when I do ever end up using it, mainly because, like I said, it's just it's hard to ignore that people have putted well and had success here at this tournament, right? It's just it's very sure. very hard to ignore for me. And so, uh, that being said, you'll see some of the guys that I'm on. That I'm not married to the fact that you need to be ranked highly in the in the strokes game putting aspect of everything.
1: Sure. Yeah. The other overlaps that we have, uh, I also have proximity in there at the distance you had. I added a little bit. I I have one hundred and fifty to one hundred and seventy five, but I also have one seventy five to two hundred because I want to know which of these short hitters can still get pretty close to these holes on the on the when they're not hitting long drives, but on these longer par fours that are four fifty to five hundred, uh, and I also have par four scoring for those four fifty to five hundred as well as the four hundred to four fifty. So a um, little bit mixed in there: Gr- greens and regulation gain, strokes gain, T to green, strokes gain, short game. Very balanced model for me this week, as opposed to a lot of weeks where I might have. You know, strokes gain approach at twenty five percent, and a couple others at fifteen percent. Pretty much ten to twelve percent across the board here, with the exception of strokes gained putting and strokes gained approach, which is a little bit less for putting, a little bit more for the strokes gained approach.
0: Awesome, yeah. I mean, that's I, I like to see that we have a lot of. I like to see that we have a lot of overlap. I like to see that, um, you know, we're we're kind of going about it a little bit differently from the weighting standpoint, because I think that'll give everybody listening here a decent idea of, you know, which golfers were kind of coming up no matter how you you weighted the models and no matter how you weighted some of the statistics out there. All right. So let's talk some of our outright bets here for this one. And again, we will talk. All of our other bets outside of just outrights, we'll talk long shots that we have in the account. But let's talk these these outright bets, Stephen, that we've got that are kind of dudes that it's not like we're not we're not taking shots on bombs here. These are the guys that, you know, we we have good, confident, outright bets in and we'll talk about the long shots that we're on a little bit later um the first one for me and like i said this will let you know right out of the gate whenever i say that even though i put strokes game putting in my model this week it does not mean that i'm married to it because the the first guy that i have an outright ticket on this week is Corey connors and and the reason being is Corey connors in the 36 round in the 24 round uh and even in the 12 round model that i ran Corey Connors in the top five in all three of those. He is third actually in the 36 round. He is third in the 24 round and finds himself at fourth in the 12 round. And it's, you know, you look across and you're like, well, why wouldn't you want to play this guy? Look, he's sixth in the field in the last 36 rounds. Strokes gains approach. He's 10th in fairways game. He's fourth, uh, he's sixth in in good drive. So he's got all of that going for you. Yes, everything looks great. Looks great. Looks great. Then you get strokes game putting, Stephen. 101st yeah. in this field in strokes game putting. So again, I'm not married to the putting statistic. I was just curious. I wanted to see where the guys that I'm on, where they stack up to the field here, but everything else that I'm looking for in this tournament Corey Connors brings to the table and it's just too hard for me to ignore that it doesn't matter how far I go back or how recent I look and every single one of these uh, categories that I'm looking at outside of the putting he is right up there at the top of the field He's top 10 in five of the metrics that I have in the model
1: that I'm using this week. And he's similar to a couple different guys for me. And same thing happened with me. He still peaked into my top 10 over the last 50 rounds. I think that's that's one area, by the way, that I think you and I are going to be a little bit different here. I'm looking more long range than I have most weeks. Like In the Mm -hmm. middle of the season, I'm going to look at last 36 rounds, maybe even last 24 rounds. But for this week with a lot of these guys, playing uh, their first tournament after a decent break here. I want to look a little bit more long range. um, So maybe that's where we have a little Mm -hmm. bit of a difference in our outright cards. But the one similarity for sure is that a guy like Corey Connors in the top 10 for me, a guy like Russell Henley as well, Keegan Bradley, Emiliano Grio, these guys that can't putt a lick but they're still popping in the top 10 of this model because they are pretty good in all of these other categories. So uh, I know Russell Henley's
0: another guy that you're looking at as well. Yeah. So as far as these guys that are not like super long shots, though, you're getting a pretty juicy number on these guys. I mean, Steven, if you look at our odds comparison tool, what's the best number you can get on Corey Connors right now? I mean, it's, it's still probably pretty good in the twenties, right? I would imagine. Yeah. Let me see
1: here Uh, over at the lines.com. If you go to the bottom of our Sony open tournament preview, you will find the odds comparison tool and there's a 22 to one out there. Yeah. Um, It was 25 at one shop I think that's come down a little bit but at worst
0: 22 to 1 as we record this Wednesday morning the two other guys that I have in here and and we talked a little bit about this before we got to recording that you were saying hey look I don't blame you because they're they're super high in my my models as well just couldn't quite get there uh uh, Russell Henley and Taylor Gooch are the other two outright bets that I kind of have in this range right here in in the ones that I feel pretty solid pretty good about that I wouldn't consider to fall into that long shot range uh with Henley, again, you go across and you just look at this model and like the guy is so good at approach. He's so good when we're talking the proximity that I was looking at as well. He plays these 450-ish to 500 par 4s well as well. And then you start to look a little bit further down. And yeah, he's not the greatest putter long term. But if you look at a little bit more recent, He's actually not as bad as, you know, not as bad as he has been over that's, a while. That's so funny, I mean,
1: right? It's streaky. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah.
0: And so you look at 20, like over the last 24 rounds, as opposed to the last, you know, let's call it 50 over the last 24 rounds, he does find himself uh, 45th in this field. And, you know, look, that's, that's decent. That's not the worst thing in, in the world there, but really it's the other, all the other stats that pop for me on Russell Henley that really have him, uh, up there for me. And then as far as Taylor Gooch, I mean, no player out there has climbed the, the world golf rankings like Taylor Gooch has. I mean, it's kind of under the radar for guys, especially um, Steven that, you know, you and I follow golf super heavily, but I think that people that don't follow golf, I don't think Taylor Gooch even pops up on the radar. Probably don't even know the name. But this is a guy who quietly, over the last 24 rounds, he is second overall in this field in strokes gained approach. He is 15th in good drive. So he's finding fairways. He's finding, he's fine. he's, the approach game is really, really good. He yep. is getting, uh, uh, not having to scramble very much as well. Again, the reason he's just not at the top of a lot of the models, if you look, strokes gained putting, 66th in the field when it comes to this. So I am going with, um, a lot of guys that don't really fit the strokes game putting model here um i just wanted to look at it weigh it in have it have an effect on where these guys pop but the fact that these guys ah. are still popping so incredibly high with the poor putting that just lets me know that that they're everything that i'm looking for outside of the putting and i will hope that 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 the flat stick can get uh can get hot over four days so uh those are the three kind of in this you know let not call it the long shot range that i'm on connor's henley and gooch
1: Yeah, I think people are listening, wondering, you know, why we're not playing some of the favorites here. And I think the prices are just too short, right? Guys like Cam Smith, who won last week, are single digit, is a single digit favorite. Uh, Webb Simpson, who has done everything but win at this event, is less than, is shorter than 20 to 1. Sung Jm shorter than 20 to 1. Just not really appetizing prices, right? Even Mark Leishman, who's been getting some some bets here, has dropped below 20 to 1 at this point. So it's just a good tournament with a lot of these guys coming off off a layoff to take a shot a little further down the board and, and try and find, especially when they're, they're climbing as high in the, in our models this week as they are. So a little context on that. I did find it interesting, Matt, that Russell Henley was first in my model over the last 100 rounds and mm. better putting... In there, Still around middle of this field, yeah. but better putting over that span than he has been over the past 50 rounds. So maybe you can forgive the putting a little bit last this week. And he is a past winner here. So I might have to reconsider not having Russell Henley on my betting card, to be quite honest with you. But the, the three that stood out to me, let's start with a guy who has the same exact odds at one shop as Russell Henley. Abraham answer for me was my first outright bet. Okay. So, Past winner, won the WGC FedEx St. Jude last year in a smaller field, but loaded, a lot more loaded with better golfers than what's in this one. Number one in my model over the last 50 rounds, top 30 in eight of the 10 statistical categories I have in my model, and the other two, top 40. So really clean profile across the board here for this week that included top three and par four scoring from those two distances that we care most about 400 to 450, 450 to 500, which I think is huge this week, because if he's getting close to the hole from those distances, there's, you know, a third of the course or more at that 450 to 500 par four range. The next guy I popped in 46 to one. Seamus Power, who I think has really been coming on strong here, really improved his game Um, 46 to 1 fourth over the last 50 rounds in the model I'm using second over the last 36 rounds behind only Sung JM, and you're getting more than double the odds of Sung JM so Mm -hmm. another guy that I liked and lastly, a guy who may not fit the model as well this week, but Kind of a head scratcher for me with where his odds were. And I they were even longer than this. They've shortened since we were recording this. I know you've liked this guy. Jason Kokrak, yeah. forty six to one. For a guy who's won three times since last October. I mean we talk about win equity all the time and chasing some of these guys who, who've never won on the tour. And here's a guy who's won three times on tour over the past 15 months or so at 46 to one, he is top 20 over the last hundred rounds in the model this week. And he's been strong in both approach and strokes gain putting. So the concern for me this week is that he's kind of been spraying it around off the tee. He's also yeah. lost five yards in distance off the tee since for, since last year's statistics. It's early in the year, but that's curious to me. He is an older guy, so I don't know what's going on there with his distance. But this is also a course where I care less about distance off the tee. So a yeah. guy who's won three times and as strong as he is on approach and putting uh, really stood out to me.
0: Let's talk some of these other bets that we have in our account. And guys, listen, this is one of the if you're this is if you're just kind of dipping your toe in golf betting and this is your first time that you're really like listening to this and and getting involved. Look, outrights are sexy. And that's why we talk about them first. And everyone, those are the tickets that you see on Twitter. And everyone's jumping up and down because I hit X, Y, Z outright. That is also the way to drain your bankroll into absolutely nothing and having to redeposit in some point in the middle of the golf season. You have to play these other markets out there to keep your bankroll steady. And it's not sexy to have a plus 120 or a plus 160 on a guy to finish top 20 or to finish top 10 or whatever it might be or something like that. But here that is how you keep your golf bankroll healthy. Between hitting some of these outrights, you might go five, six, seven, eight tournaments between hitting outrights. And if you were just only playing outrights and constantly draining your bankroll, it is go- you're going to look up and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I got a deposit. I mean, like and so Stephen, it's one of the things that I tell people, the, the first thing they ask me, hey, man, who you on in uh, in golf this week? I'll tell them a top 20 bet before I even tell them an outright bet, because I'm like, I I cannot drive home enough how important it is to play these head to heads, to play these top 20s, these top 10s, these other markets that are are available out there. I mean, listen, just go to one of the sites and, and start messing around. You can see like they'll give you. Tons away. You can go to DraftKings right now. They have nationality props up. Top American, top European, top Asian, top whatever. I mean, there are so many other ways to play these tournaments where the odds, yes, are not quite as sexy, but it's way easier to cash the tickets and it keeps your golf bankroll healthy. 100%. I couldn't agree more. And
1: just for perspective, the way I bet outrights is pretty simple. It's the same exact way our our freelancer does it. If you follow golf Twitter, a lot of guys do the same thing. I wager about three units each week on outrights. Try to get at least eight units profit, maybe even more than that. This week, I'm going for 10 units. I'm sorry, 20 units of profit of profit. Um, Eight units was wrong. I apologize. That was wrong. Let me let me say that from the top. Three units each week on my outrights this week, that's going to turn into 20 units of profit. So I'm looking for somewhere around that range on a weekly basis. And depending on who's popping in the model, it might be a shorter card with less names. If it's favoring that, that happens a lot in the majors, but a week like this, I might have eight or nine outrights this week. In Mm -hmm. fact, I am going to have eight or nine outrights this week. And if any one of them wins, I'm going to have 20 units of profit. So um, that's kind of how I take it. And, And I'm going to tell you now, you can go four or five weeks without hitting one and you got to be prepared for that. That's the ebbs and flows of a golf season.
0: So let's look at at some of these other markets in here. And guys, so this is just my style of golf betting and this is not for everyone. Uh, so, for example, I'm on Corey Connell's, Connors, Russell Henley, Taylor Gooch for outrights in the kind of like shorter ish outright range for me. I'm never going to put in those tickets and not have either a top five or a top 10 on those guys as well. Right. Because I'm not going to get a narrow miss. I'm not going to be air quotes right about a guy and then come away completely empty handed. Right. <laughs> and so anytime I have, you know, a guy that's in that shorter ish range and, I'm going to have either a, f- a top five or a top 10 bet on those guys as well. So you can go ahead and put in as far as like, you know, other, other bets that are going to be in my account this week. Connors, Henley, Gooch are going to be, you know, there's going to be top 10 bets in my account on those guys um, because I just, uh, again, I'm, I'm not going to be right. And then still come away empty handed on, on those type of bets. But I, it's funny because you, the some of the guys that you mentioned are some of the guys that I actually have, Top twenty bets on this week. So you just That's went to so out, funny because so some of the guys you mentioned are guys that I have yeah. top twenty bets yeah. on. <laughs> so like, so you just so you just went like the opposite direction to me. So I have yeah. a top twenty on Abe answer. And again, guys, these are. It's not sexy, but this is how you grind out. Like it's plus 110, like for a answer to finish top 20. But this is a super talented guy on a course that fits his skill set. I don't love the win equity, even though it's a guy that can win and has one and all that. It's just uh, a answer to me is like your prototypical. Awesome. Awesome. Top 20 bet because he is going to get there. More times than not, I'm on Seamus Power on the top twenty bet. I love the way that he's been playing. All the reasons that you're on him for an outright, is the same reason I'm on him on the top twenty. I'm getting plus one seventy on that to get him in inside the top twenty. So again, a huge these these huge numbers aren't going to show themselves, but uh, but but tickets that I like. I also have Christian Basudanhu. Bazudin Hoyt, however, I've heard it every nine different ways pronounced. But uh, 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 you're getting about plus two fifty on him. You can probably find a little bit better as well, about plus two fifty on him to finish in the top twenty. I really like his skill set for this course as well. I don't necessarily love the win equity for him, but I do like the the top twenty type finishes. And so you're going to find me on these guys that yeah, it's not it's not fun to be sitting there and going like okay, well I guess I'll grind out this plus one ten on Abe Answer and this plus one seventy, but. Uh, but Stephen, I mean, listen, it's it's the way I've been a profitable golf better for for a while now. And um, I think these are the type of bets that you should almost almost. And I, I say this, I think you should almost focus on these as much as you put into anything else that you do, because these top 20 bets really and truly kind of keep you afloat. Yeah, for sure. And mindset, too, right, with this market mm-hmm. versus outrights, where
1: if you follow a golfer and you know he's a guy who misses a lot of cuts but has also won a couple times, that's not a guy you typically yeah. might want to bet for a top ten or a top twenty. The poster child for that is Bryson DeChambeau, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the The other thing I will mention is it's getting eerie, man. Like I didn't know how deep you wanted to go on outrights, but I have an outright ticket at sixty to one on Christian Bezudenhoit too, and you got him at, in the top twenty. And then, you know, for the rest of my other bets here. Basically, I I took the inverse approach of you. I have three Mm -hmm. guys who were really clean across the board. Great profiles in the model I'm using this week, with the exception of being terrible putters. Mm -hmm. The first is Russell Henley, like we talked about. He's plus 290 to top 10 this week. That's one I popped in. One of our favorites, Mr. Keegan Bradley, plus 410 to top 20 this week, a guy who like if he could just be an average putter, he would have so many more wins on tour this year because his his profile is just elite in ball striking and on approach. Um, so he's he's number three over the last 50 rounds for me this week despite being one of the worst putters in this field and the last guy a top 20 bet Emiliano Grio at plus 500 basically yeah. a carbon copy profile wise this week from what I saw with Keegan Bradley with also just being a little bit worse putter um
0: so that's kind of where is, I'm at with this i'm'm'm. I'm, I'm I, no, yeah, I, right. I, you'll, you'll see why I'm smiling. It's I mean, this is just amazing. Like let uh, me guess, you got yeah. a
1: long shot on Grio? Uh, yeah, 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 yes, <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. So it's yeah, this is this is absolutely amazing, uh, guys. A couple of head to heads I do have in the account as well. Um, I did play Seamus Power over Billy Horschel. Um, again, I like the way Powers playing. I think that it's a little bit, you know, I think golf guys understand how good he is, and he that he's really on the up and up here. Um, so I did have. Seamus Power over Billy Horschel, one of the other head to heads I have in the account. I'm playing. So obviously, if I'm on Gooch and think he could win this tournament, I have Gooch over Harris English as well in a head to head. So be sure and take a look for that. And if you can find, it depends on where the odds are. Um I was able to get Corey Connors at at, at plus money over Sung JM. Now, I think that's pretty tight. I think that's a pretty I don't I don't know if there's a ton of edge there, but I did like I got I was able to get plus one ten on that. I don't know where it is at, at a lot of the other markets out there. But again, if you can get plus 110, if you can get a plus money bet on Connors head to head with him on Sung Jae, I'd play it. If it's anything less than that, I'd probably go ahead and pass. But I, I do have those head to heads in the account this week as well. So let's talk long shots. This is what everybody loves, Steven. They want to bet a little to win a lot. And I get it. I hit a couple last year as well. It is a super awesome feeling. It's fun. It doesn't happen very often. But let's go ahead and, and take a look here at the long. And yes, uh, one of mine already. Absolutely. You busted me. You knew it. You saw it. You read the... Yes, Emiliano Grio is one of my long shots here in this one. And it's for everything that you said. He actually is in the top. If I look over the top 20, if I look at the last 24 rounds, Stephen, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are nine golfers ahead of Emiliano Grillo in my, in my last 24 rounds model. He is 10th overall in my model. And so if that ever happens, I am always putting in a long shot outright ticket on a guy like that, if if he is hitting the vast majority of the categories that I'm looking at, but there's probably like two of them, like there's probably to, to climb that high, he has to be hitting on the majority of the stuff I'm looking at. And then to be still in that 10 range, he's got to be really bad at a couple of things. And as we mentioned, look, he putts. Horribly, He's 127th in this field. You know, I mean, like he putts absolutely horribly, but maybe, maybe, maybe he can just get it rolling for four days. So, yes, Emilio Agrio I have as a long shot. Um, Brian Stewart, uh, S-T-U-A-R-D, if you have not heard of him. Brian Stewart I have. As a long shot as well when you look at what Brian Stewart has been able to do one not only course history here for Brian Stewart has been really good but if you kind of look over the last 36 rounds so like some long term results here fourth overall in this field in fairways gain seventh overall in good drives finds himself in that upper half in proximity 150 to 175 he's 46th he's 34th in strokes gain putting so he's actually in the upper kind of quarter of the field in strokes gain putting he is uh 62nd in approach so again upper half of the field but his odds are super 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 long and so um That's the type of guy that if I can find those numbers, right? If I can find a guy like like Stewart, who fits kind of in the upper half of all of the things that I'm looking for at one hundred and thirty to one or plus, I mean, you could probably find longer odds than even one hundred and thirty to one another guy I'm looking at that fits that range. Tom Hoagie is another guy that, again, super high in my model. I actually think he's a super talented guy as well. Um, just needs to really put four rounds together, Steven, and a guy that if you're looking at the models again, hits in so many of the categories, but it's just so bad in a couple of the other ones. But when he, when someone hits in so different, so many different categories, I love to put them in as a long shot. You can find him kind of in that hundred ish to one range, 90, 9,500 on Hoagie as well. And then the last long shot that I have in this week, Joel Damon and I guess it's not long shot long shot he's like 65 70ish to 1 look Damon is just a really really good golfer it's it's hard to take him seriously if you follow him on Twitter if you follow him on social media the guys like always kidding and joking and whatever and all that. like it, it's hard to take him seriously but he actually is a super talented golfer he played last week which means he won on the tour he had he had to win last week if you were to play and he played last week, which means he is he has win equity. He can win tournaments. And so uh, Joel Damon comes in as my final kind of long shot. And that's kind of a borderline because, like I said, he's like 66 to 70-ish or something like that to one. You're not alone on
1: Damon because his odds have actually come down. As we record this Wednesday morning, he's mostly 50 to 55. There oh, are some 60s right. still out there. I got a 60 on him, too. It's I'm laughing again, yeah. man. I also have Joel Damon. And I also have Brian Stewart at 130 to one. So, man, we are like simpatico yeah. this week. I love it. I didn't know how deep we wanted to go for long shots. So, I'll just briefly mention I do also have a 70 to one ticket on Chris Kirk, who's mm-hmm. top 10 in, in the model over the last 50 rounds that I'm using, a guy who had it <clears throat> literally had to finish. T2 last year to maintain his tour status with a medical exemption that he was on and he did it. So got a T2 finish at the Sony, albeit with those weird conditions last year that we talked about. But, you know, at least better than him playing like crap in those conditions. So 70 to one, not bad on him. A couple other guys I'll mention Briefly here, you mentioned Brian Stewart. Uh, John Hasselbauer is a big fan of Denny McCarthy this week. If you look at very short form, he stands out in that regard. Top 10 over the last 24 rounds. He's another big short game specialist. Denny McCarthy at 80 to one. And one other guy really deep. This is a guy I covered when I was working for the Corn Ferry Tour. Hank Lebiota, 180 to one. Over his last 36 rounds, he's 12th in the model. Last 50 rounds, he's 19th. And he's a top 10 putter over those spans. So that's way up from 55th over his last 100 rounds. So this is a young player who the model is telling us is improving recently. And I will say guys like this. In a tournament like this at the beginning of the year, I will care a little bit more about recent form because these are the guys that are playing on the fall swing, right? As opposed to some of these other PGA Tour golfers where it does really matter to them to play well and get FedEx Cup points so that they can maintain their status and play in tournaments for the rest of the year. So that's the last long shot I'll mention is Hank Lebiota at 180 to one.
0: Let's talk one and done. This is one of the super popular ways to continue to bet golf. I mean, if you're not in a one and done pool, all I can say is you should be. They're super fun. It's uh, you pick one golfer. And after you pick that golfer for that specific tournament, you cannot use that golfer for any other tournament for the rest of the golf season. So it is, it is, uh, you know, it's basically like survivor. If you played NFL survivor or something like that, it's basically like that. They just call it one and done over on the golf side of things. And there's some pretty big money to be won If you get in some of these one and done pools as well, Steven, I know you're in one, I'm in one. We're all, we're all playing some form of one and done here. Um, I'll start with you here. How? What is your strategy for early on in the season? And then what guy did you end up on this week? In a
1: tournament like this, I'm in a big one and done pool, right? Like mm. a lot of entries, you know, hundreds of entries. So mm. I'm game theory comes into play here where in a big field like this, this week, I'm going to try and take somebody who. Is probably going to be a little less picked, so I'm going to yeah. steer away from the favorites like Cam Smith and Sung J M for that reason, but also because those are two golfers that I could see myself using down the road yep. here in other tournaments. So Sung
0: J, so just for everybody's, if you've never played a one and done, and this is your first year getting in, Sung J is like your wild card in in one and done. <laughs> yeah. You want to hold on to him as long because he plays every single. Somehow he plays 60 golf tournaments a, week, a year. I don't know now. how he does it. He doesn't have like, a home. He lives yeah. in
1: hotels. He travels with his mom. He's so, he's he's, liter- he's a pure golfer. Yeah,
0: he's your wild card. Like you want to hold on to him as long as you can because you're gonna like you're gonna look up one week and it's gonna be some crap golf tournament. You're like, oh my god, who am I gonna play this week? You're like, oh my god, Sungjae's playing in this tournament. Like I <laughs> yeah. use So like just just hold on to him as long as you possibly can. He <laughs> is like your wild card for uh, for one and dones. Absolutely. So I mentioned it earlier, but I'll mention it again. According to Data Golf,
1: Wildlife Country Club is second only to Augusta National in terms of predictive course history. So this this is a good spot to factor that in and, and pass results to try and maybe find a one-and-done. To me, the most obvious choice is maybe Webb Simpson, short game specialist, yeah. a guy that I'm not going to want to use on a lot of other courses and bigger tournaments that are much more longer courses throughout the year. Um, but I'm in a bigger... So if you're in a smaller pool, that might be the way to go. But I'm in a bigger pool where I, I want to take somebody that's a little bit further down the board. Um, John Hasselbauer mentions there are eight players with multiple top 10 finishes over their last five years of this tournament. Webb Simpson, Charles Howell III, Mark Leishman, Patton Kazire, Kevin Kisner, Brian Stewart, Brandon Steele, and Chris Kirk. The names that overlap in my model this week that I'm considering would be Webb Simpson, Brian Stewart, and Chris Kirk. So I'm probably going to take a shot on Stewart or Kirk to open the year on my one and duns and probably be grinding my teeth that it didn't start last week when I would have had Cameron <laughs> Smith in the
0: Tournament of Champions. Yeah, it's funny. You say, so I'm in a big one. That's got actually like thousands of entries and I have three different, you know, I have three entries into that one. So I'm going about it a little bit different. I'm kind of spreading my risk out evenly. Like you just said, so I'm going to have one with web strictly because one, I just don't, There's only a handful of places you can use web anyway. And so why not just go ahead? And if I've got three different entries, I'll use him in one of them. And then we'll kind of move on from there. I'll hold him in the other two entries for some of these other short tracks that maybe he could excel at. But yeah, I want to get it. I'll get him out of the way on one of those entries, because like you mentioned, there's just not a lot. Like, I mean, like Harbortown, maybe. Uh, yeah. You know, there's just not many kind of on one hand, probably. Yeah. There's just not a lot with him. And I, I think with the second entry, I'm going to play some of these guys, like I mentioned in this, in this kind of middle-ish to long shot range. Right. Like, I think I could find myself on a Joel Damon on one of these entries. I think I find myself on maybe even a Tom Hoagie, one of these entries and stuff. And like, these are guys that, like you mentioned, these early season points are so incredibly valuable. They've been playing They're They're, you know, if you follow these guys, like they, they talk about what they were doing in this off season, is working on their games and how they were really, you know, kind of feel like they're, they're dialed in or whatever. Like I, I don't want to use a Connors, a Henley, a Gooch this early because I think those guys for one, I think they're on kind of the upswing, specifically Gooch. Like, I think Gooch by mid-golf season might be a dude that we might be looking at it at some of these real big golf tournaments, right? Like, I think he's got that type mm. of skill set yeah. where this could be a breakout season for him. And so I don't want to use him this early in this. And and, and so I like you. I'm going to, I think I'm burn one on Webb. And then after that, I'm going to look at some of these longer shot guys in a hoagie, in a Damon. Maybe even like you said, I, I might even look at a, at a Brian Stewart as well, a guy who's had a ton of of course, history here as well, because, uh, again, first out of the gate here, you don't want to waste a big gun. And at the same time, you don't want to uh, come up with a zero. So that's how I'm going to approach one and done this week at the Sony Open. Some quick thoughts here on DFS as we uh, as we get out of here, Stephen. I mean, listen, um, DFS golf, super fun. If you haven't played it, if you don't know how it works, you pick six golfers, obviously you want all six to make the cut. If you don't, you still move on. I mean, even if you, even if only five or four of your guys make it through, you still accumulate points all the way. It's just on those four guys, as opposed to getting a full team of six. And so, you know, you, you, you get it, right? I mean, you want, you want six guys to get through so that you can accumulate points, all four rounds. In golf, You'll be able to find some pretty decent values on some guys as far as pricing. Some of these guys that we like actually this week are some of the guys that are in some of that value range. I mean, Stephen, if you look in that, you know, 7K range, it, it, it like, you know, I, I keep mentioning Tom Hoagie, like he falls in that 7K range. You mentioned Denny McCarthy as a guy that that uh that john likes he's in that 7k range you you said you mentioned chris kirk as far as a guy with with course history here and stuff he's in that 7k range so i actually think you can have a build a nice nucleus of a dfs team this week starting kind of in that 7k range and then you're going to end up with a lot of money to kind of round it out with some of these guys that we really really like
1: absolutely that'll give you enough money to maybe include some of these bigger names if you want um i full disclosure i'm not the dfs guy um i play in single entry tournaments because i don't want to go up against the sharks that are (laughs) that are popping in hundreds of entries into these tournaments so uh but our our golf writer john hasselbauer on the site in his tournament preview every week does a great job of breaking down the player pool that he's using for dfs so at the bottom of the sony open article and in subsequent weeks you're Going to find a nice little table with the guys that he's using in each price range, so so that'll kind of guide you if you want to follow along and figure out the guys that he likes. There's also a link there to our sister site at playpicks.com where you'll see the the up uh, you know three or more DFS values that he likes for that given week. So, uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I, that's what popped out to me too. The a handful of guys in that 7K range that's going to open things up. That's going to unlock your lineup this week to take a shot on guys like Abe answer in the nine thousand or even the highest priced guys in the 10K range of Webb Simpson, Cam Smith, and Sung J. M.
0: Obviously, you and I on Seamus Power, we're on, you know, I'm on Russell Henley as far as outrights go. Those guys can be had, Henley at 8.5K, Seamus Power at 8.1K. I think that those are pretty solid plays as well. Um, I talked about a top 20 on Bazooten Hood. I mean, he's in that range as well. So I think there are some really, really solid players in that mid range. If you want to to head up there, if you look at the, the top priced guys this week um, and you kind of start to see who's going to get the ownership, because again, it's different. It's, it's, pretty different whenever we start to figure out who's going to be super highly owned as compared to, you know, who's just a good player, right? I think Abe Answer because he comes in at 9.7, it would not surprise me if Abe Answer is one of the highest owned players of the week, because he's a solid 1500 behind Cam Smith, 800 cheaper than Webb. He's, you know, uh, what is that? That's another 600 cheaper than Sung Uh, You know, he's cheaper than Mark Leishman as well. Kevin Na, all that. So it would not surprise we'd all if a Bancer is the highest owned player of the week you think mark leishman's going to be highly owned i've seen a lot of
1: people mentioning him on their outright cards this week it didn't yeah. really pop for me to be honest with you in, in the model that i was using but it just seems like there's a lot of popularity with him this week
0: yeah i, I don't know about the ownership just because of his price tag is sitting at 10k where again yeah. you, know, like, you look at some of these other guys and that, that we do like that is is not necessarily um It doesn't necessarily pop, but I mean, yeah, I I mean, I've seen him, like you said, I mean, I've definitely seen some, some stuff on him as to, uh, as to maybe some people going to be on him. But I think that Abe answer is probably the guy that if I was, if I'm playing like a big field, large field GPP, where I'm trying to really differentiate myself, I think Abe answer would be not on, not on very many of my cards this week in that upper tier Listen, if you want to go completely, completely off the board and you want to be completely contrarian, Hideki is 10.6K. He is super, super, super expensive and nobody is talking about him steven like literally True. nobody is talking about decky like he is super super expensive and no one is talking about him in this tournament at all so i think if you want to go off the board on the like uh, one of the high priced guys i think decky would be the way to go
1: yeah i mean might be the class of this field right masters right. winner think if i have my memory's foggy i think he won the zozo in japan didn't he um or came close so yeah, I mean, you're not finding a player with with more class in this field than than Hideki at this point.
0: Yeah, so really like him. I think Keith Mitchell's an interesting gateway to kind of round out your your card. If you're looking for like some really super cheap dudes, Brendan Todd is a guy he can't putt worth a damn, but I mean he's a guy that if he can find his putter, he's like super cheap that maybe a guy that you could throw into a lineup to kind of round out a lineup as well and just hope that he figures out how to putt over the course of the week but um yeah DFS stuff also in the article over there on the lines and play picks and stuff as well. So Steven can't wait for this to to get going so looking forward to all of our golf content here over the course of the season. Uh it it'll be you I John we will we'll get Brad back in here, we'll get Brett in here, we'll get everybody kind of coming in and talking some golf over the course of the season. So really looking forward to it and uh good luck to you this week my friend.
1: You too, sir. One of us is gonna hit an outright, I think, which means the other one will hit like a top twenty. Yes, so. I know. <laughs> we should.
0: If if one of us wins money this week, both of us should win something. So that <laughs> that makes me feel. Really, really good. Guys, of course, as always, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Really do appreciate the support on the channel down there. And then let us know in the comments, how are you playing this thing? Who did we miss? What are we missing? Who do you hate that we said that we like? Uh, any of the stuff like that, we're in for some conversation. Of course, if, you, if you're in for even deeper conversation, we got a Discord channel over there that we're talking golf in as well. So just head to the lines, upper right-hand corner, Discord button. Go ahead and join and come talk some golf with us over there as well. For Steven, I'm Matt. Good luck this week at Sony Open.